0: Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 156. I'm your host, Alejandro Alveda. I want to thank you for pushing play to another Blazing Week. But first, uh, I would like to just continue our celebration of black excellence. I would like to pay my tribute to those trailblazers who have paved so many opportunities for a lot of us. Um, you know, as the Winter Games have been closing and many of its contestants have now lived their lifetime full of memories there has been um, some history made here uh, for the USA team. This week, I would like to celebrate Erin Jackson from the USA speed skating team. She is the first black woman to win an Olympic medal um, in speed skating in the Olympics. Uh, Erin nearly missed the games, but teammate Brittany Bao uh, ended up giving up her spot. Just a month before the game, she slipped. Uh, during a qualifying event, which she ended up uh, getting fractions off of a second off of her time, and fell down to uh, only third, which uh, only two could finish uh, and be guaranteed to make the American team. So her teammate Brittany Bow, which was another veteran skater that was a very good longer, uh, you know, race skater, uh, offered up. Op- Offered her spot up, and uh, that's when history has been made as the first African American speed skater uh, finished, you know, the 500 meter uh, as the gold winner. Uh, this story is amazing as um, Aaron Jackson's dream of winning a gold has been achieved. It was also nice to see that you know it took um, help from her her teammate um, and. To see that she was cheering her on the whole the whole Olympics, um, and you could see um, the unity as Erin uh, was speed skating through her final lap, throwing her hands up in Aaron's with celebration. And you could see her friend throwing up her her hands in celebration, and just just the way that the story was played out. You know, the two were caught hugging each other. Uh, Knowing that history has been made in the sport of speed skating, Um, the story is amazing. Aaron Jackson, you know, barely hit the ice about, I think, six years ago and now is a champion in her sport. You know, I believe that Aaron Jackson is also a positive role model for kids, um, which I believe should follow in her footsteps, especially being... Uh, you know the trailblazer like herself, so I just want to say congr- congratulations to Aaron Jackson uh, for being the trailblazer, making this sport, you know, uh, more open for a lot more people to believe that uh, they could they could do anything that they want to do, and that and that's the kind of motivation that I also uh, am looking for in my life. So this kind of story really hits me, really makes me uh, motivated uh, to want to work harder and to also achieve my goals. But this week, I've been able to listen to a lot of new music, and this week, I wanted to talk about uh, one of the queens of R&B, uh, Mary J. Blige, especially after you know the, the Super Bowl. I definitely wanted to uh, check out her newest album, uh, which I believe has a bunch of Different gems on it. It's called "Good Morning Gorgeous," and this was actually dropped right before, um, right at the time of the Super Bowl. I mean, right, right around that time. Um, it's thirteen songs long. I mean, it's not a it, it, thirteen songs seems like a lot, but it's really only like thirty minutes. Uh, but th- this this album is filled with different features, different um, beats that she sampled or they sampled, um, especially from the nineties hip hop era. So if you're definitely into like nineties era and the nostal- nostalgia of the nineties, make sure you guys check out this album, good morning, gorgeous. But Mary J. Blige has been one of my favorite R and B artists for so long. I think for, since I was a kid, I remember, uh, me really loving her music. Um, she, she won, um, Grammys, she's won uh, American Music Awards, Billboard Music Awards, uh, and this album actually, uh, I think, may get a, a, a big nod, but I'm not too sure if if this style of music is really what uh, you know people are really really talking about right now. Uh, but her her um, performance at the Grammys. I mean, at the Grammys, uh, at the Super Bowl, was amazing. You know, she was on stage with Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. Um, This was a big moment, not only for her, but for also hip-hop. And her being the only woman on stage with, you know, some of the best names in in the game, you know. It had to be uh, only her, I believe, could could really uh, play that part. Um, but she did an amazing job. Um, she still looks beautiful, you know, at, at the age that she's at and, and just the energy that she put forward in her, in her performance reminds me why, uh, she is referred as, uh, the queen of hip hop and to continue to, to, to dance and to perform the way that she is and, and, and really, uh setting the bar higher for, for artists. I think this is, uh, why I wanted to listen to her newest album, Good Morning Gorgeous. Uh, but my favorite songs off this album were, uh, Here With Me, which featured Anderson Pack, um, Amazing, uh, featuring DJ Khaled, and, uh, probably my favorite song off the album, On Top, featuring, uh, Fibio Foreign. So, Make sure you guys check out this album. I know, uh, you know, it's not it's not the the, the newest current artist, but definitely a, a Grammy-nominated, Grammy-winning artist that I definitely couldn't pass up reviewing. So make sure you guys check out Good Morning Gorgeous on all your streaming platforms. And this week, we've been able to watch a ton of different shows, but I wanted to start uh, with... This week by talking about my one of my favorite comedy sitcom uh, cartoons is called Disenchantment. They're actually in their fourth, and I believe this is their final season. Uh, but it's the producer and writers of The Simpsons and Futurama. Um, it's an animated fantasy series, uh, which is geared you know toward adults, uh, but it takes place during like the medieval kingdom. Uh, era, and it really just makes me laugh because it's nothing like Futurama or or The Simpsons. It it really just has its own dry humor, which I appreciate the most. Um, it's about a, a princess that that uh, has to take over responsibilities uh, with her companions, you know, and then it just it just it just reminds me of. Um, why I love The Simpsons, why I love Futurama, um, and especially cartoons right now. I don't know, I, I've just been really a big fan of them. I, I've been watching more and more of, uh, not anime, but animated series. Uh, and Disenchantment is definitely one of my favorite animated series. Uh, I just hope that you know they don't ruin the, the whole season of season four. Uh, it, it's kind of different in my book, uh, but seeing the growth of you know the characters and seeing the, the growth of the of the story uh, really makes me sad that this might be the the last and final season. You know, uh, but the producers of of The Simpsons and the producer of Futurama really have a niche on making these types of great cartoons, and I hope that. This isn't their their last um, advance to to really push for uh, better cartoons, especially nowadays when you see all these dumb cartoons on on TV. I I just some of them I just can't stand, but some of them I just love to watch. So this is really just a ten episode long uh, closure to the story about Dreamland, which. I think everybody should watch it, but if you're not into it, I could understand. Uh but definitely wanted to say that they are the producers of Simpson's and the writers of uh Futurama, which those are two classic sh- uh, um animated shows. But I just hope they they end this season off really well. Um you know, it's going to be full circle, I think uh when when we're talking about the story in Especially when it comes to uh, finding who you are, I think that's I think that's what the motto of the the last season is: just finding who you are and being true to yourself. And it has those little f- stupid stories that you know you might might relate to, but just the comedy alone, just just the stupid comedy, I, I I love coming home to it, eating a bowl of cereal, watching some Disenchantment, and going to bed. Nothing like it. Uh, let me know what. You know, animated series you guys watch uh, definitely want to uh, get into a lot more. So make sure you guys watch Disenchantment, the last series, uh, this week. Now I want to talk about the man who was uh, wanted for a robbery of a valentine a Valentine's Street vendor, uh, which happened on February sixteenth, uh, two thousand twenty-two. The Fresno Police arrested a man Wednesday they say was responsible for the strong-arm robbery of the street vendors on Valentine's Day. It, uh, this is actually after a tip was given to the officers, um, and they ended up finding the person on the 3300 block of East Nevada Avenue near 1st Street in Belmont uh, to serve the warrant to the house. Uh, the, sp- the suspect was taken into custody uh and then they gave us an update later on that afternoon telling us that it was the person uh, that was caught in the video on TikTok and also Instagram uh which i think made the rounds uh and grabbing you know thousands of people's attention um especially right now you know we've been seeing a big increase of violent crimes against um these kind of vendors I know last year I believe there was a, there was a, a a death or somebody that got robbed and and got shot and ended up dying um but you know as we see you know people more and more with these types of issues here and and I I feel like it's not only here it's everywhere but um just just this is the backlash that we have of COVID-19, I feel like all this, all this, uh, violent acts, all these different crimes. Um, I, I feel like these, this is the repercussions of COVID-19. Uh, but you know, robbing a, a street vendor like that with, with, where he can't even defend himself. You know what I mean? He, he has a business right there in his hands. You, you know, that's all he has in his, um, uh, as property and, and you go ahead and take what, what you feel like is yours, um, but they had the video on there, and it shows this guy. You know, he 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 was selling gifts, uh, and the guy was been doing this for years. Uh, but the video only caught really the tail end of it, um, which I think a few few punches were blo- uh, were thrown out. Uh, but the first uh, man walked up to the family run Canopy, and asked about prices, and then she uh, ended up returning a few minutes later, and then someone ended up uh, exiting the Honda Accord, which was parked nearby, and tried to take Valentine's Day gifts uh, from the the seller. Um, A woman tried to stop stop him. The man actually assaulted uh, three women and a 77 year old man i mean how how much of a man do you have to be to really assault three women and an old man come on this guy was just enraged he he started punching um and then they ended up trying to punch him back and then he ended up punching the woman in the face and you you clearly see it in the videos uh but but these this this guy was actually in suspicion of holding up another um, place, uh, I'm not too sure if it was a vendor or if it was actually a, like a like a store. Uh, but he was he was a uh, cop with uh, assault with a deadly weapon, criminal th- threats, and he was also a, a parole violation. So you know, I I just feel like these types of incidents um really happen are happening more and more, and we just need to take care of our our local vendor sellers you know um try to support these guys, try to um, do what you can to protect these guys i I mean the more that you see these guys on the streets, the more we should be supporting them because we don't want these these guys to be on the street having to sell you know their life basically. Uh, this is all they own this is all they have their property and they're trying to make a living and these people come and steal and kill they'll, they'll kill you for just seeing that you got hundreds of dollars of merchandise. Um, if they do it in the grocery stores if they do it in these uh, in these you know outlet uh, bag stores uh, like Gucci and and Prada and stuff like that, you're gonna see it on the street. Uh, You're the most vulnerable. And and they know that most of them don't know how to speak English, don't know, uh, and and, and have been doing this for years. You know, they know that these guys are older. Um, So you just got to be safe around the city right now as violent crimes have been increasing. And we're seeing, like I said, the repercussions of the COVID-19. And I don't think things are going to get any better Um, So just make sure you guys are staying safe. Make sure you guys are staying um, just ahead. Just just try try to look ahead. Try to see your surroundings. Know where you are. And especially if you're trying to sell things on the street, make sure you can protect yourself. First things first, your life is not worth any of that amount of money. So make sure you just, if you have to, run. I mean, just run. But at the same time, I understand why you have to fight for uh, your property. You have to fight for your your livelihood. Uh, But sometimes these guys just don't care. They're going to punch you in the face. They're going to knock you down. They're going to shoot you. And you just got to be proactive at any cost. So make sure you guys are staying safe. Now let's talk about some local music. And this week I want to talk about the new... Local hip-hop group, Violence in the Media, which consists of Fashon and Ramses. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of this duo and definitely had to go in and see what it was all about. Um, I'm a huge supporter of local music, and you know I'm a huge supporter of uh, Fashon, so I definitely wanted to give this album a, a, a try. Um, it was actually released December 25th uh, of 2021, it's an eight-song um, album, but definitely has, is is about 30 minutes long. Um, I suggest that you guys listen to this. They already had an album release party not too long ago, and I I missed it. I, I shouldn't have missed it, but this local group is something that I think has been uh, everybody's been waiting for. You know, you got Fashan and Ramses as, as two of the – Two cold MCs that really been uh, putting in that work and seeing that uh, they teamed up to, to really put uh, this album together and hopefully a lot more albums together. I, I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, some of my favorite songs off the album were Stop Fronting, The Expansion, and The Illist. Like I said, it's a 30 minute album, uh, very. Easy to listen to, and I suggest you guys go ahead and take a, a, a listen to this to this new group, uh, Violence in the Media, and see what uh, what else they're gonna be cooking up in the future. Now let's talk about some local sports. And first, let's talk about our men's um, bulldog basketball team. They're sixteen and nine right now. Uh, they've been playing pretty well this season. Uh, have been falling apart these last couple games as they lost uh, the last two games um, they lost against Colorado State losing 50 to 65 on uh, February 11th and they, but they were uh, led by Orlando Robinson who scored 24 points and eight and got eight rebounds and then uh, they ended up losing to UNLV at home. Uh, fifty-seven to sixty, and they were led by Isaiah Hill, who scored fourteen points and four rebounds. Uh, but the Dogs will be in town this weekend, taking on uh, San Diego State. Uh, they'll be playing on February nineteenth, and that'll be uh, on Saturday. And then they'll be at Air Force on Tuesday. Uh, February 22nd. So make sure you guys uh, tune in for more of your Bulldog uh, basketball. Now let's talk about our women's Bulldog basketball. And their record right now is 9-15. and And this week, the Dogs were on the losing end uh, as they lost to Nevada 68-72. to But they were led by uh, Hannah Cavender, who scored 19 points and three rebounds. And then they ended up losing on Wednesday uh, at UNLV, uh, 59-69. to uh, But they were led by H- H- Hannah Cavender again with 10 points and three rebounds. Um, they've been on a slump the last couple weeks, but this week they'll be on the road, um at San Diego State on February 19th, that will be a Saturday. And then they'll be at home versus New Mexico on Wednesday, February 23rd. So make sure you guys tune in for more on your women's uh, Bulldog basketball. Now let's talk about our Fresno State football team, which released this season's schedule. And th- this season, they're going to be playing some big games. Uh, they start off September 3rd versus Cal Poly. Uh, their next game will be September 10th versus Oregon State which that should be a great game um, on September 17th they'll be at uh, USC and then some of the the uh, b- you know bigger I would say rival game games will be October 8th uh, versus Boise State and then October 29th versus San Diego State and then we will be hosting Hawaii this year November 5th. And then uh the rest of the season uh, will be at to be announced. They're not too sure exactly the times yet of all these games, but they definitely put the schedule together. So we'll be we'll be at home or, or away against Boise State for our um, division and then but we will be hosting San Diego State um, at home. So we got some great games, USC. Uh, OSU, um, and then our first game starts. You know, like I said, September third. But we got a lot. We got a lot more time until the until the season starts. So I just want to get you guys excited for uh, the upcoming uh, Fresno State football season. Now let's talk about the NFL, and now we got to conclude uh, the Super Bowl as the Rams defeated the Bengals twenty three to twenty in another shootout. I could not believe this score. 23-20, what a great game. I thought it was going to be a lot higher of a score, uh, but definitely a perfect way to end the season. You know, this was a great game as both teams played really well. And both teams looked to to be tired at the end of the game, which to me shows that they both put it on the line. Uh, But this game was played out at the new SoFi Stadium, which SoFi Stadium has to be one of the best stadiums now in the league. Uh, to me, it's one of the most beautiful stadiums. I can't wait to check out a game at SoFi Stadium. Uh, but it ended up, you know, at first being a real, uh, I would say, tie. You know, we didn't know exactly who was going to be uh Coming out for the for the gutso who was coming to really to put it down and put their foot in each other's mouth, but then we started seeing Cincinnati take a little edge as as they took the edge in the third quarter. You know, uh, raising the bar of play. Burrow was just phenomenal until he ended up getting hurt. Um, after that, I just feel like they needed to run the ball a little bit more. Um, uh, L.A. ended up making those key plays from Aaron Donald uh, to from Stafford to Cup. They all played a, an amazing game. Um, one thing I was really surprised at was how well Stafford did in this in this matchup. You know, um, especially against a young Burrow and seeing how Burrow slings that that ball and and Stafford really could read that offense and and has the arm to really make those key key plays, you know, and get that ball down the field. Uh, to me, Stafford played an amazing season uh, coming from, you know, the D- Detroit Lions, coming in, taking on the offense, taking these guys all the way to the Super Bowl. That is a, a supreme, supreme win. I don't know what, what's next for him, but um, but seeing how these guys have been celebrating, I mean, what a great way to do it in L.A. I know the Lakers didn't get their championship uh, parade, but seeing that, you know, COVID, during this COVID uh, time, seeing that they're still doing the parade is, is I, I, I got to give their, my hats down to them. But for for my my favorite thing about the Super Bowl this year was definitely how well Burrow played. Um, he, to me, I thought, I thought Cincinnati was going to take it right in that third quarter, seeing how, how well he was just putting it together. But once he got hurt and I got to say, you know, it, 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 really made me think, you know, how easy it is to, to just end your career right there. One game, you know, he put it on the line, finished the game, ended up, uh, playing pr- pretty well. Uh, both quarterbacks ended up playing really well, which, you know the quarterback play is definitely uh, a big part of the of the Super Bowl, but I think the biggest part is definitely the defense. Uh, but Matt Stafford, you know, he he threw two interceptions, uh, but he also threw three touchdowns. Uh, Burrow didn't get as many uh, touch, touchdowns as as I thought he should have got, uh, but seeing that he was mixing it up, giving a lot of the, the receivers a chance to make some plays. Uh, and especially when you know the Bengals defense at the end of the game didn't they look really gassed they could not get to Stafford I I knew at that point that the Rams are going to take over and make those key plays that uh they needed to win so I just gotta say congratulations to the Rams my dad's a big Rams fan so congratulations to my dad uh I can't wait for next season. This was an amazing season. What an amazing way to close out the season with a great Super Bowl. Um, I just hope that my Atlanta Falcons next year can get it together, get back into the playoffs, and make a good run for it. Uh, so this is going to be a big, long break for the NFL, but I will be uh, giving you guys breaking news as you know each week comes back uh, as we get to the preseason for next season. So make sure you guys stick with me on the Blaze Podcast for more uh, on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA as things are starting to heat up in the league. Uh, you know, I recorded the podcast yesterday and immediately right after I recorded the podcast, news broke that the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers agreed in a blockbuster deal. Just hours before the trade deadline, uh, they, they ended up, uh, trading James Harden and Paul Millsap, uh, both of them going to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drum- Drummond, and two uh, draft picks. Um, I just think right now, coming into All Star Week, and this is a big thing for both teams. You know, uh, Brooklyn will receive Philadelphia's unpredicted t- uh, 2022 first round pick. And the right to defer it to 2023, as well as a top eight protected 2027 first round pick. Um, that pick would remain protected if it's top eight, and uh, will turn around and two second round picks and two million dollars in cash if it doesn't convey in one of in the next uh, season after that. So they're looking to. be be pretty well stacked in the next couple of years. Um, but, but this is going to be a big thing for Harden right now to see if he can mix it up with Joel Embiid and see if those two can make it happen, especially how well Embiid has been playing. I hope that Harden really just tags along and makes just a little bit of difference. Um, anything is 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 going to be added to that 76ers roster as Ben Simmons has been sitting the whole year uh saying it was for mental health issues uh, a lot of people have been kind of getting on him for that but i i feel like if the man can't play the man can't play you know uh but now let's talk about uh the the power the NBA power rankings as we see uh the NBA going into uh, All-Star Weekend. Uh, But this week, you know, there was a lot of great games, a lot of great basketball to be played. Um, But I have to say that the the top five teams have been uh, really coming out of the East um, and playing at a high level, you know what I mean? Uh, But at, at number five, we got the Milwaukee Bucks, which they stay, they have been staying at that that fifth spot, uh, but they're they're trying to find a, a way to really get back into that into that uh, into that top spot in the in the in the East. You know, um, they had to try to make make a move um, and and try to get a trade, um, especially before that deadline. But seeing how well Giannis has been playing and, and really putting an all around effort offensively defensively, you know they just they're they're needing a little bit more from their from their bench, a little bit more from their um, other stars on the team. Uh, but I I look to see Milwaukee becoming uh, a, a more clear as the season goes on. Um, and at number four we got the Miami Heat who. They've been still at that at number four spot. Their record is thirty-seven and twenty. Um, they've been rolling, though. I mean, they've have been on a five-game winning streak. Bam uh, Adebayo is a big reason why he's been rebounding the ball. He's been dunking the ball, um, and he's been a double-double machine as this throughout this whole month of February. Uh, but. But the Heat will play with, you know, a, a, a tough Eastern Conference team that, uh, teams this year. In that Eastern Conference, we got the Bulls, we got the Cavs, we got some up up and coming teams as well. Uh, so these the Heat and the, the Bucks need to try to maintain um, their place in the East. And at number three, we got <clears throat> the Memphis Grizzlies, who have a record of forty and eighteen. They were the fastest team to reach 40 wins this season. You know, uh, of course, only trailing the the, the Suns and the Warriors. Uh, but they have had the NBA's best record since Christmas. A big reason for that is John Morant, who's been scoring at a, at a pace that I, I, I haven't seen since probably Kobe Bryant. Um, he's averaged 28 points, 6 assists right now. He's shooting a high percentage right now, 50% from the floor. I think right now he's definitely got my MVP vote. Um, if not, he, I don't know who else has been playing like John Morant, you know, um, especially coming from injuries and seeing how well he's been able to put this uh, Grizzly team uh, in 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 the position to to win some ball games. Uh, but at number two, the Golden State Warriors. Their record forty two and fifteen. I feel like they're gonna be one of the front runners for the championships. Uh, Clay Thompson is getting back his rhythm. He had a thirty three point game against the Lakers. Um, and Draymond is starting to do a little bit more uh, working working out his, his his rehab. But to me, it, it's been really getting Steph Curry um, keep up with his shooting. Um, you know, this year he, he has already, uh, got that, got the record behind him. Uh, but we, we need to see him shoot at a, at a, at a better rate, um, especially getting, you know, uh, Clay Thompson and also hopefully getting Draymond Green back in the, I mean, well, all-star weekend is this weekend. So we got a week break and then uh, who knows? They might they might reevaluate him and see if he might be able to come back as soon as possible. But I see the Golden State Warriors going late into the playoffs, maybe the Western Conference Finals. We'll see. Uh, but at number one, we got the Phoenix Suns with a record of forty six and ten, and Chris Paul uh, tied a season high with nineteen assists on Thursday, uh, last Thursday against the Bucks. Um, and it was his second season with 19 assists. No one has ever done that even once. So he is definitely point guard. He's, he's one of my favorite players that has ever touched the ball. To me, he could be validated as the number one point guard that has ever lived, but he still needs a ship behind that. So hopefully he makes a big push this year. Into the playoffs and make some real uh, splash, so make sure you guys tune in more for uh, the NBA. Now let's talk about the MLB and now the MLB is in talks of a restart. Hopefully, this Thursday, um, the MLB and the MLB Players Association has been um, in a lockout and will resume negotiations uh, this Thursday or today. Uh, the Players Association notified Management Wednesday that it's ready to respond to the offer MLB made last weekend. Um, and this is actually the ninth work stoppage, and it's the first since 1995. Um, there's a little chance, you know, exhibition games will start as scheduled on February 26th. Um, but seeing that the stoppage is going to be a threatening opening day on March 31st, and you need to give these teams at least 21 to 28 days to really get their arms going and, and really get get their mind and body uh, into shape. And this might be a trigger to not be able to have or, or, or might – Um, push the opening day further. I'm not too sure, but the agreement really needs to be done either by the end of this month or really the beginning of next month. Uh, The clubs gave the union 16 documents, totaling 130 pages in in there. They're telling them their key areas um, that they want to fix and also new areas and new offers and also uh, talk about the previous proposals um, players and owners remain far apart on the luxury tax threshold and rate they have major differences because you know both of them have a different service that they give so it, it might it might take a while to negotiate uh, that but the you know MBA MOB said it remains uh, opposed to any increased salary arbitration eligibility or reduction in revenue sharing. Um, and this is a big thing for the MLB, you know, as luxury tax thresholds rise uh, $210 million last year to $214 million uh, for 2022 and will rise uh, to $222 million in 2026. You know, th- this, this uh, luxury tax threshold for this year, uh, it could rise up to... Two hundred seventy-three million in two thousand twenty-six. So, as we see, you know, the the tax keep rising and rising. We'll be seeing these owners uh, wanting to uh, share less of their of their earnings. Uh, but teams are are asking for non-monetary penalties, which the union thinks is too harsh. So, the MLB has proposed uh, a a bunch of Proposals, you know, um, but they haven't been able to agree on a great number, especially when it comes to this revenue sharing. Um, I just think that the MLB needs needs to just go with these players and have, to have be a be a, be a, a trailblazer in working with uh, players and making it a, a players league, you know. Uh, but I hope that this this. Will will uh, be fixed by the time the season starts. Uh, like I said, it needs to be done either the late this month in February or early March. They need at least twenty one to twenty eight days to really have a training, at least season. Uh, not, not it doesn't need to be like a like a training camp. I don't know what they do for for baseball to really get ready, but they need enough time to get their arms ready, to get their minds ready, to get their body ready. And knowing that, you know, MLB is trying to get bigger, try to get the audience back that it used to have, they are thinking about expanding um, the MLB uh, by expanding the playoffs from 10 teams to 14 teams. Uh, While I think right now they're at a perfect – place with 12 teams so there, there needs there needs to be some agreement from the players and uh the MLB so we'll, we'll be seeing exactly when this lockout will end so make sure you guys tune in to uh, the Blaze podcast for more on the MLB lockout. I want to thank each one of you for tuning in this week as you know we are making our way uh to more of our milestones and you know we hit our 5,000 Uh, listens a couple weeks ago, forgot to mention that. And I just want to just let you guys know, continue to support, continue to share the podcast. Um, you can find the podcast every Thursday. We got new episodes every Thursday and we're still working on more blaze talks. So make sure you guys tune in for more on that. Um, this week has been a real crazy week. Just trying to put it all together and, and make sense of it all. Uh, You know, this life that we live uh, doesn't have all the answers. So sometimes you just got to be proactive and find those answers yourself. Um, Sometimes they're deep within you and sometimes they're uh, with the person next to you. So make sure you guys are making those connections and make sure you guys are using your mind, your body, and your spirit to really uplift you throughout the week. I know it's hard to be doing that um, all the time, but just implement that little bit of time and and, and really put it in your mind uh, and, and feed yourself uh, the knowledge and the food that you really uh, need to nourish your body. Uh, One thing for me is the change of the diet and also implementing a little bit of exercise throughout the week has really motivated me uh, to really get out there and and try. So make sure you guys do that. Make sure you're going to take care of yourselves, especially during this uh, time. But I just wanted to sit here and let you guys know how thankful I am for you uh, for supporting this uh, podcast. Make sure you guys are also supporting all your local businesses, all your local artists, and all your local... Podcast. I'm Alejandro Oveda I'm signing off. Episode 166.